Welcome to another inspiring message from David Hall, pastor of LifePoint Church, Adelaide, Australia. It's our sincere prayer that you would experience the presence and power of the Holy Spirit as you listen to this message. For more information, please visit davidhall.com.au. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. Now, when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. Let me just stop there. Just keep the scripture up for just a moment if you can, guys. Jairus, a ruler, uh, really a lawgiver in, 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 the, in the Jewish world of the day. And so for him to come to Jesus, knowing that Jesus is more powerful than what his peers would be saying was an incredible act of faith, but also an act of uh, rebellion, really, in many ways, to uh, the order of the day. And he comes and falls to the ground and begs Jesus and, and, sa- and says to him in verse 23, my little daughter dies uh, at the point of death, lies at the point of death. Come lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed and thronged him. Jairus has asked Jesus to come to his house to heal his daughter. Jesus agrees. So the Bible says uh, Jesus went with him. So now Jesus is heading and he's on his way to the home of Jairus. And and he's heading there. Now I, I can imagine that Jairus, even though the miracle hadn't happened, he would certainly be feeling increased confidence with every step that Jesus took. Every every step close to the house, Jairus would be going, okay, okay, if we can just keep him moving. If I can just keep him focused, if I can just get him over the threshold of my house, there's going to be a miracle. And so, so Jesus uh, follow, uh, follows Jairus to the house. And then uh, just as he's doing that, that miracle gets interrupted by another more famous miracle, which is the miracle of the woman with the issue of blood, who for 12 years had a hemorrhage. And the Bible says that she said it within herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I shall be healed. And so she uh, grabs the hem of the garment of Jesus, just touches it. She touches what was on him in the natural, but what was on him in the supernatural touched her. She gets immediately healed. Jesus stops. He says, who touched me? They're saying, everybody touched you. And he goes, no, somebody touched me with faith because I felt the anointing go out of me. I felt a shift in the anointing. Virtue, dunamis, power went from me to her. So everyone's now pumped. They go, who touched me? Everyone's touching you. That guy touched you. He's touching you. Everyone. But, but he says, someone touched me different. See, there's people that are gonna come to church today. They're gonna touch God a little bit, but we gotta touch God in faith uh, because faith lays a hold of God. But the problem is I've got to stop preaching that story because that's not the story I'm trying to preach. I need to come back to this story. And this is the story of Jairus. Everyone else is celebrating that this woman's had a miracle, except Jairus is like, hallelujah, who touched my robe? Roby, 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 come on, Jesus, get to my house. I've got to get you to my house. So while everyone else is getting excited, it reaches a climactic moment where Jesus says to the woman with the issue of blood, he says, daughter, your faith, your faith. Somebody say, your faith. Can I tell you, that's how you get miracles from God. That's how you get anything you want from heaven is by faith. Jesus says your faith has made you well. And when he said your faith has made you well, at the, at the, at the moment that that was said, in I believe verse 
then then in in, uh, in verse 31 the bible tells us that uh, verse 35 I should say as the the the, the servants from Jairus's house come and they say to him which is why trouble the master any further your daughter's dead and so when we look at the two miracles in terms of severity, if you had an issue of blood versus your daughter dying, how many know if, if, if you've got the 12-year illness and you go to the Royal Adelaide, you'll be ramped. They'll be ramping. But if you, if you it's an issue right now. But if, you, if, you, if you're that little girl, you're straight in. In terms of urgency, that little girl's miracle was so much more necessary than the miracle for that woman with the issue of blood. That tells me on a Sunday morning, whether your need is big or whether your need is little, we serve a God. We serve a God who is supernaturally able to do exceeding abundant above anything you can ask, think, or even imagine, according to the power that worketh. Worketh, somebody say worketh. Worketh within us. And so right here we see this, this, this miracle starting to be in motion. And then another miracle cuts through. That miracle stops Jesus. He says, daughter, your faith has made you whole. And then servants from his house say, Why trouble the master any further? Your daughter's dead. Isn't it amazing in life how for one person, it's daughter, your faith has made you whole, yet there's stuff crying out in us saying, could you just leave the master alone? How many of us have seen somebody else get their breakthrough and we feel like we can't have ours because we're troubling the master? They get the miracle, but we're troubling the master. I've got news for you, and this is a word from the Lord for everyone here today. Keep troubling the master. Keep troubling him. He, 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 he'll take, he, he doesn't mind. That word trouble means to harass. You're not going to get done for harassment by harassing Jesus. What you might get is a breakthrough. What you might get is a miracle. What you will get is an answer. What you will get is him acting on your behalf to do exceeding abundantly above anything you can ask, think, or even imagine. Some of us, we've gone, oh, it's too hard. Nothing's too difficult for God. With God, church, can I remind you today, nothing, somebody say nothing. Nothing, somebody say nothing. Nothing is impossible to them who believe. And so, this, this, uh, this message that I, that, that I have for our church, I was on the plane to Port Lincoln on Monday to speak to just a handful of pastors. As some of you might have heard last week, there's been a bit of a shake-up in the ACC in South Australia, so uh, they've asked Donna and I to lead the ACC in South Australia, so I'm not trying to thank you, but I'm not trying to, so that makes me the state president. But I was on the flight to Port Lincoln, and when I was on the flight to Port Lincoln, I was going to just preach a little leadership message, and this song got in my spirit, and it's a song by Tammy Faye Baker. I don't know if you remember her, one of the televangelists from the 1980s, and she used to sing this song that would go, don't give up on the brink of a miracle. Don't give up, God is still on the throne. And those words have just been pounding in my spirit. Don't give up on the brink of a miracle. When the devil tells you, or when well-meaning Christians tell you, stop troubling the master, I wanna tell you, don't give up on the brink of a miracle. And the word I have for you today here at our 11 o'clock service is we are on the brink 
of miracles. We are on the brink of breakthrough in your family, in your households, in your home. What the enemy's meant for evil on planet Earth right now. We serve a God who is turning that around. If you believe it, say amen this morning. Turn to somebody and say, I'm on the brink. When everything within you is saying, why bother? Forget it. Stop troubling the master. What do you do? Don't give up on the brink of a miracle. What did Jacob say when he prayed? He said, I will not let you go until you bless me. That's fervent prayer. That's believing God. I think some of us, we are so close to our miracle. I've got some things to share in this story that I believe are supernatural that are going to help you. But five ways. Do we have five? I think it's five. Five keys to troubling the master. How many know that God's not troubled when we trouble him? How many know that God's a big God? He can handle it. Keep praying, keep believing, keep trusting Him. Five keys to troubling the master. Number one, we see it in verse 35. Because in verse 35, it says, why trouble the master any further? But then if we jump to verse 36, have a look at this. We'll get this on the screen. Verse 36, as, Je- as soon as Jesus heard the word. So what was the word? Don't trouble the master. Your daughter's dead. As soon as Jesus heard the word, somebody say, heard the word. Say it again, say, heard the word. Your amens, you've got to give us 10% more this morning because you're wearing masks. So, so, so you just got to ramp it up a bit. You say, why do you need amens? Is it about breakthrough and faith? Yes, and a bit of insecurity. It says, it says, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, that tells me that Jesus is listening. He's hearing everything that we say and everything we carry, our burdens. He said, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, and I want you to read this out loud, church. Let's read it together. Do not be afraid, only believe. Can, I, can we read it one more time? Do not be afraid. I know it's old school. Only believe. One more time. Do not be afraid, only believe. Somebody say, only believe. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the, only believe. In other words, what's faith? Oh, Jesus, help us. Faith is when we get rid of all the other options. We diversify our risk. Oh, you know, you know I'm believing God, but I might have a bit of doubt. I live in a bit of fear, live in a bit of un- unbelief, but at the same time, I'm believing God, but, you know, I'm going to make sure I organize this, this, and this, just in case it doesn't happen. I've got five contingencies. Faith is when you get rid of every option and you step into one space. Belief. I've said it so many times. We've got to go from believing in God. Now, I'm not saying we move away from that, but as well as believing in God, church, we have to believe God. Can I say that again? Instead of just believing in God, we've got to learn to believe God. Faith puts no limitations on God and God puts no limitations on faith. And we've got to believe God. He's a big Holy Ghost. He's a big God. He's supernatural. He's able. And so the Bible says that Jesus heard this and he said, you've got to step into, you've got to step into that realm of belief. That's why as a church, we've got to be a faith church, a church that believes God. You know, I, I, I'll say this, when we were buying next door and we need to keep praying for next door, just keep praying because I believe there's going to be some good reports Amen. soon. Let's just pray. That's what we've got to pray for. Ah. Uh, when we were trying to buy that building, I remember walking on that property 
and I had an encounter with God. I was in the far corner of that property. I could take and stand on the spot. And I looked down, I could see our building and that building. And it's not much of a building next door. Honestly, it's a glorified chicken coop. But it's ours, it's our chicken coop. And, uh, and I remember looking, and I felt the presence of God, and God spoke to me and said, this is yours. But not mine, ours. It's ours. And so when, when we received the miracle offering, I can't remember the exact timeline, I'd have to go back and check. But it wasn't until the Friday before the miracle offering, Paul Vincent rings me and says, oh yeah, we, the bank have agreed. We didn't know. And there was no, if CBA didn't carry that loan, there was, no one else was gonna be able to carry that loan. That, that, was our, that was our shot. And so I'm on Friday, I've got people believing God. And you say, how did you feel? I felt that ill feeling, that, oh, <laughs> that feeling. And I've only felt that a few times before. And I remember telling Russell Evans when we were first moving into here and combining the churches, the week leading up to it, I was in New Zealand and we were in the same hotel at a conference. And I sat with him and I said, oh, I just feel sick. And he goes, ha, 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 ha. I said, I said, what? He goes, you know what that is? I said, what? He goes, that's faith. <laughs> and he goes, you gotta get used to that because God's gonna, God, and you know, now, now when I go, oh, what is it? Faith. It's when I have no other options. He didn't say don't feel sick, only believe. He said only believe. He goes, you might have a tender, you might have a tender constitution for a few days, but believe God. And so that whole process, we're believing God, but can I say, now it's ours. Yeah. That building's ours. You know, can, can I say, and, that's a, and I say ours because we all put into this thing. We all sacrificially gave, but it looked like at the midnight hour, we may be in quite a lot of trouble, but look what God's done. And I'm so grateful to God. I had no choice. I just had to believe. I had to believe God. I had to hold on to His promises. And church, we've got to believe God. We've got to stay in faith. Somebody say, number one, stay in faith. <laughs> number two, I really have been outlining my points and giving the points at the end. I've got my order wrong. I'll, 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 work, I'll do better. Number two, we've got to create a faith environment. Who did he bring with him? Pete, Jimmy, and Jack. Pete, Jimmy, Jack. Peter, James, and John. So he brings him to Jairus' house. He, he, they're the ones that they, they took into the miracle room to raise her up. They didn't take Thomas. Thomas would have been, going, I, I doubt I doubt this is going to work. As I don't think that's going to work. Um, they didn't take Judas. He, he would have stolen a PlayStation. <laughs> I feel like that's like legit funny. <laughs> and these people, they're just so hard. To, they're just so difficult. They're hard nut to crack. We had Keith Moody preaching here a few years ago. And uh, so Keith Moody, who was one of our pastors here, very loved here in our church. And uh, he, uh, was, he was preaching this, this story. And he made a comment because I've heard it preached so many times, uh, the, the, the angle of if you're going to step out in faith, you need to surround yourselves with Peter, James, and John. Now, I absolutely believe that. But he said a thought and he just flipped it. And it just stayed with me. Not only do we need the Peter Jameses and Johns to fulfill the call of God and to fulfill what God has for us, but if you flip that around, not only do you need to be the Peter, have the Peter James and Johns, but if Jesus was about to do a miracle now and he needed your help to do it, would he bring with you? Would he bring you in that room? 
Are you a Peter? Are you a James? Or are you a John? Or are you a Thomas? Would Jesus say, look, I love you, but I don't need you in this environment right now. I've got to get a miracle. I never want to be the guy that's not allowed in the room. I want that. I want that. I want that. Do you know what your credential is to getting in the miracle room? Faith and believing God. And church, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but there's challenges in people's lives. And I feel like the Holy Ghost has called me to preach this morning. Don't give up on the brink. We are on the brink. Somebody say we're on the brink. So what do we do? We stay in faith. Number three, Jesus says in verse uh, 39, when he came in, maybe we can get that on the screen if that's okay. When he came in, He said to them, why make this commotion and weep? So that's all the family and those that are around. And and let's be fair, if you're in that situation, you'd be making a commotion. You'd be weeping. And then he says, this child is not dead, but sleeping. So he's questioning their response because he knows that to get this breakthrough, grief disappointment, wailing. Now it's all under, I'm not lacking compassion. It's, it's what all of it, it's a natural response. But he knew that that had to go to get the breakthrough. And so in verse uh, number 40, the Bible says they, they ridiculed him. So they create a faith environment is the, is the second thought. But the third point, is we have to keep a faith confession. What's his faith confession? She's not dead, she's asleep. What does the Bible say about faith? The Bible says, uh, faith calls those things that be not as though they are. Okay, faith is not denial. If you've got a broken arm, you don't, you don't just walk around and go, no, my arm's fine, I don't have a broken arm. Meanwhile, a bit of bone's hanging out the side. <laughs> I don't have a broken arm. I, I don't, that, that's not faith. That's just charismatic silliness. I've seen it happen when the stakes have been higher. People that have had a major illness and a major disease, they just deny it. They say, no, I don't have that. And I watch them deteriorate. And, they, and, and it wasn't faith, it was denial. Faith does not deny. Faith will be true, will we'll, we'll, we'll give the facts. And, and I think Wayne Alcorn or John Hunt preached on it recently. But, but you, 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 as faith, you absolutely discuss the facts, but then you declare truth to it. Maybe you're sick in your body. I am sick, but I serve a God who's a God that healeth thee. His name's Jehovah Rapha. So, so while sick, I declare the victory of Jesus. I declare the breakthrough of God. I declare that He is able to do exceeding abundantly above anything I could ask, think, or even imagine. That's the power of our confession. Confession's a powerful thing. And we've got to speak those words of faith. If you're sick, declare the Word of God. No no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm the head, not the tail, above, only, never below. Church, we've we've got to change our language to the language of faith. Now you say just just positive confession. You're just preaching positive confession. No, I'm not. 
but I, but I will say a couple of things. Firstly, negative confession's no better. So, so positive confession, even in the natural, you're a step closer just by being positive. But I'm not suggesting that we have a positive confession. We have to have a faith confession. We have to have a Bible confession. We've got to believe what the Word of God says. We've got to believe that the Word of God is true. And so if I'm sick in my body, whether, 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 no matter what the fight is that I'm fighting, I've got to declare the supernatural power of God over that which is impossible. So you might be here. We've got people in our church right now, prayed for this week, severely afflicted with cancer, but binding it in Jesus' name and saying, no, it won't, it won't prevail. You might be sitting here today, sick in your body. We've got to know that there is breakthrough on the other side. We've got to know this, this whole principle of faith. What do we see? You read Romans chapter 10 when you got born again. It was when confession was made, the Bible says, that salvation came. Our confession of faith, it matters. We've got to start speaking the Word of God. When trouble comes, speak the Word. When challenges come, speak the Word. When disappointments come, what do we do? We speak the Word. You and I, anointed by God, speak the Word of faith in Jesus' name. So, so that's the third thing. The fourth thing uh, we see here is she, he developed a faith. You've got to keep a faith confession. But number four, the Bible says in verse 40, they ridiculed him. You've got to endure criticism. If you want to be faith people, you're going to get criticized. You're going to have people come against you. You're going to have people prophesy that you shouldn't do it. That's amazing. What can, what, what can get spoken when you're stepping out in faith? That's why when I have big dreams that are in my heart, I'll wait a little while before I circulate those dreams. I get them in my spirit when I know that I know that I know that God's spoken to me then and only then. That's when I speak those things out. Or if I do speak them early, I speak to faith people. I'm never ringing Thomas. Going, hey, Tom, what do you think of this? Nah, it's not gonna work. I'm never ringing Judas. Hey, Judas, what do you think? He's signing me up for crypto. What are we doing? When, 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 we're, when we're doing big things for God, when we need a miracle, we need to clear the room. We've got to endure the criticism. The Bible says they ridicule. And that word ridicule means to laugh them down. We believe in God for a miracle. <laughs> really? That's great. That's a bit rich. The devil does that to you. The devil will just... you feel like your dreams <laughs> yeah it's all right oh well my kids are going to get saved <laughs> really are they really going to so what did jesus do let's get that scripture back up there they ridiculed him i love this verse 40 and they ridiculed him but when he had put them outside i love that what do you do to the negative voices put them out when the, devil, when the devil says, you're not going to make it, put him out. When, 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 when the lies of the enemy come to you, put him out in Jesus' name. When, when the enemy tells you you're not going to make it, put it out. When the devil says you're going to die of this sickness, put him out in the name of Jesus. When the devil says you're going to go broke, put him out. When the devil says you're never going to get a home, put him out. When the devil says you're not going to make it, your kids aren't coming to Jesus. What do you do? Out in Jesus' name. Number five, speak life to dead things. He goes to that little girl. He takes in mum and dad. I love that. I love that he's got Peter, James and John and now he's got dad. You know why I love that? Jairus, he, I don't know how he did it, but pretty quickly he became a man of faith. Jesus took faith in the room. If he was a doubter, he would have been out. The other family members got kicked out. He walked in. 
He walked in with Jesus. He had joined the Peter, James, and John and Jairus. Uh, I love that. I love that. He, ne- he never should have been in that room. He shouldn't have been near Jesus. Now he's in the faith room. And Jesus says, Talitha, come on. Talitha, come on. Little girl, I say to you, arise. She got up and she walked. She was 12 years of age and now overcome with great amazement. To speak life. Maybe Deanna, if you could come. Let's not pragmatize the miracles. Let's believe God wants to do things. We're on the brink. Somebody say on the brink. I really believe this. We're on the edge of a miracle, on the edge of harvest. The Bible says, don't give up. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Galatians says, for in due season. I believe we're coming into due season. The Bible talks about the brink of a miracle here. Don't give up on the edge of your miracle. Don't give up on the edge of answered prayer. Peter was in prison. The Bible says he was in prison. And as he was in prison, Christians were gathered at Mary, the mother of John Mark's house, and they're praying. He gets supernaturally delivered from prison and he just starts heading to the house. They didn't even know. He was 10 metres from the door. They're still praying, believing God. We've got to pray that miracle into our world. And then he starts knocking on the gate. Rhoda looks at the gate, so shocked that it's him. She says, can't be you and thought it was his ghost went back inside and said I think Peter was at the gate they're like let him in I think some of what we're praying for is about to knock on our gate I just feel the word of the Lord is let's let, let's, let, let's let that in let's let the breakthroughs in let's let the miracles in let's open the door let's not be like Rhoda let's say come in we welcome your Holy Spirit we welcome your revival and let's believe God for that breakthrough thanks for listening to this message we hope it was an encouragement to you if you'd like to know more about David and Donna please visit our website davidhall.com.au